show appreciation to all of our civil servants, and it's so good today to have Judge Kelly from Vandalia here today, and he is going to come, and he is going to say a few words. Can we make him feel welcome today, Judge Kelly? Good morning. Uh, this is a little different for me. Uh, Normally in front of a large group, but uh, in a little different circumstances. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I try to keep my voice up. I'm pretty loud, so uh, if you don't hear me, please let me know. Uh, I want to thank Bishop Suey and Pastor Suey and the rest of the leadership here and your congregation for inviting me here today for this special day. When they asked me to speak on first responders, uh, it was a true honor to be asked to be here. I, some of you may know me, some of you don't. Uh, I am from Vandalia, was raised there, went to school there. Uh, came back after law school and have practiced law here in, for 22 years. I've had a deep connection with law enforcement and the first responders in our community for a long time. I think it began when I was a young child. My father, my grandfather, and as I grew a little older, my father-in-law, Harold Johnson, who was sheriff, all had connections with law enforcement and first responders. My grandfather as the resident circuit judge for Fayette County, my father as the resident circuit judge of Fayette County. They taught me a simple lesson. These people are here to help us. We need to respect them, and we need to honor them. And because of that, contact, knowing their, I grew up knowing their names. They knew my name. And I think that's important that we know the people who are protecting us and that we honor them. Serving as a judge um, the last 11 years here in Fayette, in Fayette County and our nine counties in our circuits, uh, I run into law enforcement and first responders on a daily basis. Uh, unfortunately, my job forbids some of my connections with them uh, in a more personal manner, especially in the courtroom, but I always try to do my best to thank them when they are there and for their service. It's important uh, we're here today recognizing the first responders. And when I was thinking about this speech, I was first shocked. It's been over 20 years, 21 years, since that terrible day of 9-11. I remember most is how the world recognize the tremendous sacrifices that were made that day. Those first responders who rushed into those buildings without any concern for their own safety became what we are here to honor and recognize today, heroes. They are heroes in our community and in our nation. 
Here we are 21 years later, and those celebrations continue because of that. Not only to remember those who we have lost, but to recognize our own heroes in our community. We may know them as a family member, a friend, a neighbor. They may just be someone who works in our community. They serve as law enforcement, firefighters, paramedics, EMTs, and correctional officers. No matter their uniform or badge, their dedication and protection for the caring of others deserves this day of recognition, remembrance, and our respect. When I thought about the bravery that they displayed on 9-11 and the daily efforts and bravery and efforts that it takes for our first responders, one thing came to mind. Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord the God is with you wherever you go. That is the only explanation I can come up with. That someone who is willing to risk everything for a stranger. They provide us an invaluable service, and it has to be by the hand of God that they are willing to do so. Because of that, it was commonplace for several years to stop an officer, a firefighter, paramedic, EMT, or correction officer say thank you for your service but it's kind of waning in these days and times that lack of respect for our public service first responders needs to be brought back and the simplest way we can all recognize that is when we see one we stop and we thank them we continue to thank them every day they may be embarrassed by it, but it is our obligation to honor them and respect them. One of the biggest questions I always get asked about being a judge is what's the hardest thing? Well, there's several things. There are good days. Uh, we do adoptions, do marriages. Those things are the happy side. The bad days is we, for the most part, we see people in their worst situations in life. I want to thank specifically your Celebrate Recovery Group. As the presiding judge in Fayette County for Fayette County's drug court program, I have lots of contact with people who have fallen ill to substance abuse. And no matter what the state provides, it's not enough. 
They need something else. And we see it in our success stories. They all have one thing in common. They have all found God. people found the higher power that directs them back to the righteous way. They don't get that from the state of Illinois. They don't get it from the legal system. And your work in the jails and in your communities is invaluable. So thank you. The other thing I, want, I always tell people is it is now more difficult than ever to be a judge. Uh, the judicial system is under attack from Springfield and surrounding interests. They want to force their opinions on the judges. My mentor, uh, another judge who's now retired, gave me a simple speech, and I go by, simple saying from former uh, Supreme Court Justice Scalia, a judge who likes his results, he reaches, is a bad judge. If he likes all of his results, he's not doing the job he is there to do. A judge is independent, a judge is not to have uh, ties and uh, to political parties. Uh, and that has probably been the hardest thing for me this last 11 years. Uh, I have been able to avoid any ensnarement of that. And campaigning is a little different. So uh, parties, you, judges who are camp running for elections have to run on a political platform. But all judges, no matter their political beliefs or parties follow that same rule. No one is to influence you. You are to follow the law and you are to apply the facts that you have heard. I ask all of you not only to pray for the first responders here today, the ones we have lost and <clears throat> their families. I ask you to help pray for the judicial system and that they hold the judges continue to hold the line and that we receive the support from our community and your prayers to do the best that they can do. Again, to all of our first responders here and their families, thank you for your service and may God bless you. Thank you, Judge Kelly. And I also uh, want to thank his wife and his son for coming today. Can we give them a hand and make them feel welcome?
In May of 2021, Officer Chris Oberheim, who had served in departments in Decatur and Champaign, went to a call doing his duty. And as a result of that call, he lost his life. I know many of us have heard about this story and it shook us and we were all saddened by it. And today we are honored and blessed to have his wife and daughters, Audrey and Addison here today. And I wonder if we could stand right now as we welcome Miss Amber Oberheim to come talk to us today. Can we give her a great big Christ Tabernacle welcome? <laughs> 